Hello and welcome to the Brain Care Podcast, a practical and impactful series of snappy episodes on how to optimize your mental health and performance so you can reach your full potential. My name is Dan Murray-Serta, and I'm the co-founder at Heights. We make smart supplements and clever content with the world's leading experts to help you take care of your brain so it can take care of you. Today's guest on the Brain Care Podcast is Samantha Clark, who is a happiness consultant, which might sound like an unusual gig, but ask yourself what you and your colleagues could possibly do more with right now. And the answer may well be bringing a little more light and laughter and joy into your lives, especially in these trying times. So I'm delighted to bring Samantha on to today's episode so we can learn some fundamentals on how to be happier, particularly in the workplace. So Samantha, welcome to the Brain Care Podcast. First and foremost, please introduce yourself for those not quite so familiar. Brilliant. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, My name is Samantha Clark. I help individuals and companies really design better ways of working and being and creating environments that support and nurture employees to be their best. I am an author as well. I've written a book called Love It or Leave It, How to Be Happy at Work, TEDx speaker, and I have a podcast as well, all around um, work happiness. So first major question for you is how happy are you? I would say that I am, it's quite a contentious word, isn't it? When you ask people how happy they are, I would say that I am feeling very contented, fulfilled. I think I wake up every morning very grateful for the work that I do and that I am awake with no pain in my body. So I would say I'm doing pretty good today. So assuming that over the last year, there's been more of a demand for happiness in the workplace, how has um, the work that you do had to change or adapt over the last year or has it at all? It's adapted in two ways. So when I work with companies, I get them to assess, you know, what their happiness looks like across four pillars. And so there is communication and connection. How well can people um, hold conversations? Uh, What are the barriers to great conversations and communication in their workplace? Digital and mindful. What is the interaction with tech and how is that disrupting people's um, working day? As well as what preventative measures do they have in the workplace to create more calm? Um, I look at head and heart, which is all about psychological safety and empowering your employees to feel more confident, more resilient. And then the last one is around work and life. So what kind of processes and structures need to change to support somebody in and out of work? Before, I would say that the core pillars were definitely around digital and mindful and connection. And, And this year there's been, well, over the past year, there's been definitely a surge in those areas even more as we're figuring out how to work across digital platforms, but also the psychological safety. How do we create that in a space where we're not seeing someone and suddenly the identity that we held of somebody in the office is very different when we see them in their home space and there's a kid running past and maybe they are also shy to talk about what's really happening because they're trying to prevent a a confident face on screen. So there's been definite shifts in the, the needs across each of those pillars for sure. Can we unpack the four pillars then? So obviously this is something that you've you've designed and thought a lot about. So I'd love you to please share those. Yeah. So I think for me, you know, when I first started, everyone was like, oh, happiness at work, it's such a gimmick. 
And I really want on a journey to discover what does happiness actually look like? You know, how do we really create a place where we can sustainably and measurably look at what it is that transforms somebody into a state of flow, um, which is, you know, very much around that balance between challenge and excitement in their work. And I've also studied a lot around the Bhutanese principles of happiness. So gross national um, happiness is their kind of standard um, for well-being and how they measure that across governmental, business and individual. And I think off the back of that training, I decided to distill down the four pillars that I was seeing from conversations with founders, um, managers, and all of the problems that they started to distill to me broke down across different areas. So there was just the overwhelm from technology, feeling always on with their emails. Um, what I find in companies right now is they don't know where to do the interventions to support an employee just before they tip into uh, thriving, into survival mode, or when they have mental health breakdowns. And so, you know, looking at what could we do to create more of those opportunities for calm and presence in work. So that became one core pillar. And the Bhutanese look at, you know, time spent and uh, the way that we can be in peace with our mind. And uh, communication connection, I think that was always core cool for me, just looking at how do we communicate? What are the ways that communication is broken in a workplace? How do leaders um, not uphold certain behavioural patterns, uh, which then can't be filtered down into a team? Um, obviously, now with a lot of hybrid working in the future and virtual working, what does communication look like there? And how do we create a better understanding of the nuanced ways we, we uh, talk via chat or in person. Looking at head and heart, I think this is a, a really powerful place to understand what does an employee need to feel sustained? Um, how can they show up and be their best there? So we look at confidence, what gets in the way of confidence of your employees, um, what is affecting their ability to bounce back from setbacks and how are we nurturing that? How do we have richer conversations where we can feel safe to talk about the things that traditionally aren't spoke about in the workplace, but more so over the past 12 months, it's been really important to have those textured conversations to understand people better. And also it's it's identifying ways to empower your employees to, to dig deep so that they can take agency in what they need to be better. And then the last one was work and life. So what kinds of processes are your companies putting in place to cater to diversity, inclusion, the ability to really understand that somebody, as they leave your office, they are dealing with a lot of other things externally that will then that energy comes back into the workplace. So, you know, what principles are you putting in place to support them um, to be better? And where are the blocks? You know, do you have the same kind of rules and regulations for those who have kids and those who don't? And, and where do you stand on that? So I think for me over the years, I've really helped companies to look at happiness across a deeper dimension versus it being just let's do some what Oliver Berkman calls fungineering activities. Let's just have a party um, because a lot of these things just paper over the cracks and actually an office party or um, a kind of quick Zoom webinar session won't actually get to the crux of, you know, a manager who doesn't really integrate well with his team or the fact that um, you've had lots of people off sick leave or present at work, but completely vacant. And how is that affecting um, everything that you're contributing and creating? 
And you mentioned just before uh, you started on the principles, you mentioned the Bhutanese principle, but for those that aren't up to date with their happiness index, what does any of that mean? Where is Bhutan? What is it? Why did you bring that up? Yeah, so Bhutan is a fascinating country who decided to reject GDP as their way of measuring performance and well-being in their society. And I first um, saw the PM of Bhutan speaking in Dubai. I went to a, a government summit on just all things happiness, tech, the future of work. And he spoke about the, the need to really put people at the heart of everything that we do. And there's been so much focus just on profit first. But if we take care of the people, that then helps us to support our bigger goals. And so he decided to look at um, core ways of assessing a company's health, wealth, uh, prosperity around some deeper principles. So there are things like how are people spending their time, whether or not there is cultural diversity and how that's being passed on across the generations, how we're looking after biodiversity and um, the nature around us. What are we doing to look after this uh, psychology and physiology of the people in each of the communities? And so they have these pillars that they use to do their census Every year, you know, it's quite in-depth. So there will be people traveling to remote villages to really check across each of these nine pillars, how everyone is operating, how they're feeling, what needs to be worked on more and what needs to be worked on less. And I think obviously there, there's a lot around spirituality and connectedness, belonging. And so this is the version of what they are using to establish greater well-being. How do you essentially use what you've learned to encourage people to be happy at work? What is what is this synthesized down to? How can we help people find their happiness? I believe that um, it's a two-way street. So I help on one hand the companies to look across those four pillars and identify, you know, what needs tweaking? How do we begin to make um, what I call those kind of really slow burn changes versus quick fixes? And I think that's one part, but the employee also has to take agency in their life too. And so with my book, I really help people to formulate a love it or leave it decision when it comes to their work and to really think about what can I love about the work that I do right now? How is it shaping me and helping me become the person I want to become? Where are the areas that perhaps I could start to fix or tweak. So I, you know, I get them to investigate where is the pain? Is it with the individuals, the teams? Um, are you having like fractured relationships? Is it more about the task and the responsibilities that you want to rejig? Or is it actually you've fallen out of love with the industry itself and you need a pivot? So that's more around the kind of love ethos. And then leaving it is, you know, establishing, okay, if this particular role isn't right for me, what might be my next pivot? Maybe how do I create a portfolio career where I'm doing more than one thing and I'm allowing all my passions to kind of come alive? And I think it's important, again, for individuals to look across different pillars, like in terms of how are they stepping into their purpose or walking in purpose with the work that they're doing? Does it enable them to identify the right environments and people that shape who they are in the work that they wanna do? What is their self-leadership at work? How are you maintaining your mental and physical well-being? What do you need to weave into your working day so that you can perform at your best? I think from an individual perspective, it's really about 
who are you at your heart and how do you show up happy for yourself first and how can that be shown in the way that you work with others too and I think by doing that constant it's a constancy of purpose it's a questioning around you know how do I show up here is this place shaping me what do I want to do more of or less of and when we have that unique connection with ourselves and the work that we do it can only lead to greater happiness and contentment love that um a question we'd like to ask all of our guests as this is the brain care podcast is what does brain care mean to you and how do you take care of your own brain in your own life yeah so brain care is fascinating to me i think that i have always been i guess very in tune with my body um so i mentioned i have sickle cell and that causes me to have very painful attacks um, especially during winter and how i came across heights actually was a friend introduced me to it and she said you know i know you're struggling with a bit of pain right now and it's kind of ch- it's shifted your focus and everything like that and you've got a good diet but i think you need some supplements just to keep you and your mood like elevated. And so um, that became part of my regime to really think about supplementing that diet. I know when I'm on peak form, when I've uh, nourished myself effectively, when I've had good um, movement throughout the week. And I say movement because I think we should do mini macro and, and micro types of movement throughout the week. So I'm not saying I'm doing a run every day, um, but, and then meditation. So for me it is that tuning in and I guess learning from my Bhutanese training and different forms of meditation, quietening the mind has really helped me to do the things I want to do in my life and to focus in the way that I I do focus. And it also helps me ride out painful attacks as well, that I can focus my mind on something else beyond the pain. Spot on. What are your top three takeaways for listeners on how to find happiness at work? So the first thing I would do is really assess, you know, what is going on in, in the way that you're working right now? Do you feel that there is any friction or pain across the people, the type of work that you're doing or it's in the industry? I think that we need to craft mini experiments consistently so that we can find our purpose and do the work um, that we want to do. And that is I think purpose comes when you walk your values in action. So it's every day trialing and testing new things because purpose isn't just going to knock on the door and show up. And I think maintaining your physiology because that really does map out your psychology. So taking the time to think across eating, moving, sleeping, you know, where could I elevate myself across each of those areas so that I can take care of my psychology and everything else that I want to do. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Brain Care Podcast. Don't forget to leave us a review and subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes and follow us at Your Heights on Instagram and Twitter for daily doses of brain care. If you want to know more about how healthy your brain is, you can head to yourheights.com forward slash brain health to get your free score from one to 100. See you next time. Hold up. 